This is the Frank Skinner Show. I know I'm not Frank Skinner. Our esteemed leader can't be with us this morning. I'm thinking of this as like an episode of Batman, but it's featuring Alfred the butler. Okay. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's incidentally, he's one of my unlikely crushes. We'll, we'll talk about that. Can I be your Robin? <laughs> you can always be my Robin, Thank Zoe. You. We would love to hear from you, so please do get in touch. You can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio. I love that. We say that in quite a Victorian way. Follow the show on Twitter. <laughs> Most people just say tweet us, at Frank on the radio. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. The very exciting news is that I'm not entirely friendless today because we have our Manchester correspondent, Alan Cockrell Cochran. I said that like you were a wrestler. Why did I say it like that? I'll say that. I'll say the wrestler handle. Alan likes the grappling, Zoe. Um, and we all... Actually, I should play a little uh, jingle for you, Al. I've forgotten what your jingle is, but um, I'm going to... Have we got it anywhere? Where is it? Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm going to play this for you. Excellent. <laughs> We also, oh, Zoe Lyons is getting very into the spirit of that. <laughs> we also have the very wonderful Zoe Lyons in the studio. Zoe, I'm so excited to have you. I did have a jingle I wanted. I was going to play The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Yes. And then I thought, no, that sounds like a one-star review of your live act. <laughs> oh, nobody's ever put that in a review. That's, I'm going to slightly yeah. disappointed. Yet. Yeah. A little bit dopey on stage. I'm going to say, The Lion was asleep tonight. A womble way. A womble way. <laughs> so I didn't know what to play. Mm-hmm. So I thought, how about this? <laughs> Two ladies, two ladies, two ladies, two ladies, I'm the only mania. Do you know I lost my virginity to that? Uh, oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and Zoe Lyons has uh, come out with something of a bombshell. Wowie. I mean, I'm not going to suggest a text in off the basis of that because we don't, we don't no. want to know. Um... <laughs> Al, how do you feel about two ladies? Uh, well, I like the song. Well, I know uh, you do. Do you know I why? I don't, I don't think I've got the same emotional connection I to, like to it as Zoe. <laughs> they like it. This two for one. Oh, memories. Oh, my. We've lost Zoe out. I, I don't know quite what's going on here. She's having a bit... Of, there's a big moment. I'm so sorry if that was triggering in any way, Zoe. Fine, yeah. it's fine. Just having flashbacks. OK. <laughs> OK. Uh, <laughs> if any of our readers, by the way, have a jingle suggestion for Zoe that won't trigger flashbacks for her, traumatic flashbacks, do let us know. Um, I call this text in who fancies doing unpaid work for us. <laughs> By the way, mm. I mentioned Batman earlier. Mm. Are, you a, are you a Batman fan, Zoe? Um, i tell you what I watched recently. I watched Batman Lego movie. <laughs> and I have to say, one of the greatest films I've ever seen. I yeah, was, it's good. It's good, in it, Al? It's really good. It's really funny. 
Really funny. So I'm a Batman Lego fan. What happens in Batman Lego film? It's just got a lot of sort of nuance and sort of jokes for the dads in there as well. It's Do you know what hurts me off, guys, is the title. Like, if I was meeting someone and trying to be sort of cool and meeting them going, should we go and see a Batman Lego movie? <laughs> Is it actually called that? I think it is called that. It's called Batman Lego Movie. But I, I was yeah. the same. I had the same reservations. And um, I just yeah. think if you're at that meeting, guys, next time, brainstorming the movie title. I'm just saying, I'm not saying Batman Lego Movie shouldn't be on the whiteboard. I'm just saying I'm, I don't think it should have made it onto the poster. <laughs> but it is Batman and it is Lego. All right, Zoe. OK. Yeah. Calm down. I am here, standing in for Frank Skinner. I'm with Alan Cockrell. Alan Cockrell, I nearly <laughs> called you that. <laughs> Have you changed your name now by deed poll out? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Cockrell. OK, I'm doing it. I'm with Alan Cockrell and I'm with Zoe Lyons. <laughs> you can text us on 8.12.15 and do all the other stuff. While we were on the subject, I was saying earlier, of Batman, you were telling oh. me about uh, the rather brilliantly named... Is it called Batman the Lego Movie? Le- Lego Movie. Lego Batman. Lego it? Batman. Lego yeah, Batman. It's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm calling the post-it note title. Um, I would like to discuss the old series. Are you old enough, Zoe, to be oh, familiar with the that? old TV series. Mm. Yeah, with the really dodgy, slightly baggy Batman suit. Yeah. That looked like yeah. it had a bit of give in it, like his tights had been worn too often and they were just yeah. like, like had permanent knees in them. You know when you've sort of worn your leggings for too long and the knees are too protruding? Yes! Loved it! They were like school play tights, oh, weren't they? It was like... They were, it was like they'd had sort of, I don't know, their mums had dressed them up as superheroes. It was just slightly... Oh, like fuzzy felt almost. <laughs> Al, did you? Were you an old? Were you a retro Batman fan? I love it. It's great fun. You see, Al yeah. used the present tense. I notice. Still, right. it's still there. I loved it. Which tense do you want? I would like to draw your attention to one of my favourite ever episodes of what I'm going to call vintage Batman. Right. What did you oh, call it? Yeah. Fuzzy felt Batman. Fuzzy so felt Batman. Batman. And it featured. It was feet Alfred the butler, because he was my favourite character. But I remembered this the other day. He picked up the phone and he heard, that he, he, as he would, he'd say, uh, Wayne residence. And he heard a penguin squawking. Right. And he said, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> now, Some joker. <laughs> oh, very good. Thank sir. you. But tell you, who do you think it is the Riddler? He's been working for Bruce Wayne for several decades mm-hmm. now, by the look of him. I mean, who's he expecting? He is a penguin squawk. Come on, Alfred. I don't think I'd identify a penguin squawk. Oh, I would. <laughs> I don't, in, in fact, I didn't even know penguins talked. I well, mean, you might identify it if they were your arch rival. Possibly. <laughs> arch rival? <laughs> Who uses that word? Imagine if someone said to you about a colleague or someone, do you know they're my arch rival? <laughs> Dastardly. <laughs> Who's your arch rival? Text in on 812.15. You were disputing whether mm-hmm. penguins... I don't know whether they quack or squawk. I, I'm mm. going to say squawk. Quack sounds a bit ducky. Donald Duck mm. in a um, bolero sailor jacket. Yeah. With exposed uh, lower area. <laughs> I am here to tell you that dogs can talk, though. Sausages. <laughs> no. 
Actually, my dog Raymond doesn't say sausages. He says smoked salmon. All right. No. I'm very glad you're here because I want to talk about a gift I got. Al, you're a... I mean, Zoe, I know, has a canine companion. Al, your situation's a little bit more dog friends with benefits, but I am thrilled by this gift. It's called Teach Your Dog to Talk. Right, Okay. Right, okay. <laughs> right, like a sort of Rosetta Stone for for pooches. Yeah. Ow, it works. Ow? Are you there? Does it? Yeah. I'm just taking in this bombshell. <laughs> Guys, I promise I haven't lost it. I am teaching my dog to talk. Like English? It's all gone a bit Brexit, we're <laughs> um, Yes, I'm teaching my dog to talk. Do you want to know about it? I would love to know about Al, it. Al, do you want to know about it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> wow. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Emily, we've had a text from 906 who's asking, are the dogs being referred to expected to speak perfect English <laughs> or a slightly rough version? Oh. Oh. See what they've done there. Slightly oh, rough version. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. In fact, Zoe, your dog... Mm. Do you want to talk us through your dog? My dog. I have a geriatric Jack Russell by the name of Groucho Barks, who is a bit of a, oh, a, bit of a lad. He's a bit of a lad. He's the sort. He's the sort of dog that, if he could, he'd be wearing sort of slightly bleached jeans up to his sort of top nipples, <laughs> pulled right up to the top nipple with a, a bog standard white trainer and a and a, and a t shirt, and he'd, he'd reading the sort of racing post and smoking a rolly, <laughs> and he'd be able to get you anything you wanted for about thirty five quid. See, I like Groucho's my kind of dog, Al, yeah. and I've I've encountered Lucky. We had uh, we had a mm. date, didn't we? Lucky's my whippets, by the way, Zoe. That's some loving the cliche. <laughs> Which I, I didn't know you had yes. a whippet. He's got a whippet. Yes, we have a whippet. Oh, but I think he called it lucky, basically, just so that he can answer the question: Al, when did you get lucky? Didn't you, Al? Yeah. And then pop out your whippet. Oh, indeed. 8.27 on Absolute Radio. So, let me tell you both about my talking dog. Mm. I mean, he's not talking yet, but I promise this is based on actual science, Al. I mean, maybe not sure. actual science. <laughs> Best use of sure ever in the history of sure. <laughs> I received this as a birthday gift from my best friend, Jane. It's a kit called Train Your Dog to Talk... I've seen how this works because I go on the internet a lot, Zoe. Right. Now, it works via a system of buttons <laughs> that the dog presses in order to communicate. So you record your voice right. onto the button. I've done my first recording. Right. So, for example, in Ray's case, it's a toilet command. In my house, I say, toilet, please. <laughs> Why is, he, why is that funny? Well, I just went. <laughs> I just went out tinkle. I'm going to need a J-cloth. <laughs> oh, dear. And is that an umbrella term? Toilet, please? It's not specific. I don't, toilet, please. OK. But you're saying OK. Go again. 
<laughs> so I've recorded that command. Mm-hmm. I won't use it again now because um, Mrs. Cockrell's right. only got so many J cloths in the house. <laughs> I press that. Mm. I mean, he's meant to press it. That's the point, is that he gets into the habit of pressing it with his paw every time he hears it, and then he uh, can... When he wants you to go to the toilet. <laughs> no. Oh, OK, now I'm confused. <laughs> Come on, love, it's time you've... <laughs> Break the seal, Ems, come on. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giving your dog a northern accent. No, my dog doesn't have a northern accent. I mean, I love it. I wish he would. Uh, no, what happens... I'm trying to make sense of this like I understand it, but the point is, you're right, he's meant to press it. I'm meant to encourage him to press it. Right. OK? The problem I have is that my dog is very entitled... And he expects me to press it for him. Right. Is he supposed to press it when he wants the loo? Yes. Okay, right. Okay, this is all making sense. So, for example, how it would work... I've seen it on Instagram. There's a dog called Bunny the Famous Talking Dog. Mm -hmm. How many listeners have we lost? (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to look into that and we'll be back in a sec. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was talking about uh, Bunny... Mm. The famous talking dog on Instagram. Yeah. Neither right. of you are familiar with Bunny the talking no. dog. No, I haven't, I haven't come I'm across not, Bunny's no. work. Well, Bunny, as I say, Bunny doesn't say sausages. Right. Bunny presses buttons. Mm-hmm. I believe Bunny's owner is a speech therapist. And so she trained Bunny. She has entire conversations with Bunny. Right. I mean, I say entire conversations. Bunny talks. It's a bit like talking with Tarzan. Yeah. Because she says, I, animal. Right. I've seen her say that. She says incredibly cute things like, Mom, we, family. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, right. And does Bunny have strong right. political opinions that get across <laughs> in the button form as well? Or... <laughs> no, although I did watch one video where Bonnie said, we go upstairs now. I don't like that in no, a dog. That's a, yeah, that's a bit forward from Bunny. Well, also, I mean, although it did make me think, buttons to communicate, that would be quite good in relationships. Don't you, you think? Me leaving you. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm. I've used that one a lot. It just done deal. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> does Bunny now I'm I'm intrigued. Does Bunny get a treat when Bunny communicates like this? Is what's in it for Bunny is what I'm wondering. <laughs> well if you start out with that approach, Zoe Lines, you'll get nowhere with Groucho. <laughs> the idea is that it just becomes second nature to them. Okay. Now I think I don't know about Groucho because mm-hmm. I don't know about his flexibility. Mm. I have seen Lucky up close and I yeah. I think she'd be very She's got lo- a lovely, lithe set of strong limbs. Yeah. She, she, for, for greater butter, button action, you think? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm just saying I think she'd be good with the buttons, Al. Yeah, she's not, um, she's not uh, very easy to train, though, because she isn't particularly uh, treat-oriented. <laughs> oh. Well, really, Al? Not like most no. women. They love hey. a bar of chocolate and they're fine. Keep them happy. I reckon, you see, Groucho's, oh, I wish. Groucho's got quite short <laughs> limbs. He's got quite short limbs. Yes. Big paws and short limbs, a little swallow tattoo on each paw. And I reckon he just punches, yeah, he'd be like, pub me now. <laughs> Go. He sounds great. He is. He's, um, he's a liability. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do think if I could train Ray, because toilet, please. <laughs> oh, sorry, Al. Oh, gone again. It's <laughs> messed herself, sorry. Um, I do think if I could train Ray to actually, he seems to understand the command. He understands the button. It's just that he lacks the will to press it. Mm. Because okay. I think he has that sort of, I don't know, I, I, you know, he is imperial shih tzu mm. and they evolved from the emperor's palace mm-hmm. in china and they're very entitled right. he's too busy polishing his <laughs> ming to be pressing your buttons <laughs> oh. <laughs> and to be fair right if ray doesn't press the button you're going to be mopping it up so he's got he's already sort of worked it out he's He's gone, well, I mean, I can press it or I can not press it. And then she doesn't take me out and then she's mopping it up. So, you know, you make your choices. OK, I'm just, I'm, st- I'm still trying to move on from polishing his ming. <laughs> so just give me a second, please. Sir. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Zoe, I want to know about you. OK. Do you feel like you're in therapy now? I do, yes. Which bit? Tell me, tell me about yourself, Zoe. <laughs> That's a real trope, isn't it? Yeah. It's terrible. People always give. It's always sort of a Swiss so, or German or Austrian. Transylvanian. <laughs> so tell me about yourself. What makes you tick? <laughs> it's a clock in my pocket. Um, tell me about what you've been up to. Because we haven't seen you for ages. No, I've been... Um, things have started to sort of get a little bit busier for me, which is quite nice. Although I find it a little bit startling. And I've forgotten how to do basic things. Oh, I went God. on my first flight for almost a year this week. Oh. Yeah, which was quite exciting. It was... Only, it was I'm not saying only to Glasgow. It was to Glasgow. Um... Uh, which was actually, and when I got off the plane in Glasgow, it was 29 degrees. And having grown up in Scotland, I know that is that is something of a rarity. So I had that almost feel of being on a holiday where you get off the plane, you go, Oh, oh, they see that heat has just hit me, by the way. Um, <laughs> what about guys when I was in Edinburgh? And uh, a guy said to me, Are you from London? I said, No, oh, I can't go there. I said, Well, I went to Leeds once, sweltering. <laughs> <laughs> sweltering leads. I love that man yeah. anyway yeah. so so I went to Glasgow I was only there for one night um, but I've completely forgotten how to pack a bag <laughs> it was really distressing because um, I haven't packed a bag for about a year and oh. it's something that we did all mm-hmm. the time sort of maybe two three times a week keep yourself then yeah so I got the little roly bag out <laughs> greased up the wheels you know got the LWD40 on that um, got the dog to do that actually because that's his sort of bag <laughs> I'll get the bag up on the ramps so I'll get it sorted for you one of the wheels is a bit dodgy I've had a look at the, uh, the bearings for it I've sorted that out thank you for that Joe Parks does um, he whistle between when you ask him out <laughs> yeah <laughs> does it you see Al, are you a fan of the... I'm assuming, do you have a sort of apprentice contestant-style case, Zoe? Uh, I've, it's a bog-standard, not hard case, soft wheelie bag. Oh. Um, small enough to go in the plane. Should I be brave enough? To, I'm never brave enough to take it on the plane. I really hate that. Am I going to have enough room for my bag anxiety? Oh, I see. You don't check all... What about you, I check you, it Al? in. I check it in. Oh. Al? Oh no, I don't. I don't check anything in. I I try and do one bag travel oh. and take it on as hand luggage. Do you know there's something I find strangely alluring about that? <laughs> I mean, I wish I could do yeah. it, but I'm a lady in my late forties and I need massive tweezers, and they take you, they take them off you. 
<laughs> I can't go a day in Glasgow without tweezers. I can't. I'll come back looking like Demis Roussos. It can't happen. Because I won't even look like my passport photo anymore. They're like, ooh, facial hair. I'm like, well, I took my tweezers off me. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> so yeah. I've got to check in my massive tweezers that are the size of sort of salad tongs um, in my checked luggage. So that's what I've got to do. We'll be back with more about Zoe's massive tweezers <laughs> after this. This is Frank Skinner. This is the Frank Skinner Show. I'm Emily Dean. I'm not Frank Skinner. You can text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Frank on the radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We miss you, Frank. We love you. Does it sound a bit over-emotional, Zoe? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> a little bit needy. Oh. a little bit, yeah. I, lo- I love him dearly. What can I do? Uh, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Now, now, no, that does That's sound... That's too much now. Oh. You've gone too far. It's um, Simplicity is key here, Emily. Yeah, you've just got to... Yeah, you went too far. Wow. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Simplicity is key. Oh, by the way, I should say, I'm with Alan Cockrell... Cochran... Hello. Did you do a kung fu? Did you do a kung fu move to that, Al? <laughs> and I'm also with Zoe Lyons. Nothing the less said about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> There was a bit of a bombshell connected to that song uh, earlier this morning. If you didn't hear it, um, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> have we heard from any of our lovely readers? We have indeed. We've had uh, we've had some lovely um, uh, tweets in uh, regarding who is people's arch rivals. Oh yes, we yes. mentioned arch rivals earlier. Do you want to explain, Al? Please, thank you. Um, I, I can't quite remember how. Okay, we got thank to you for that. I will. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've just said, can you explain? And do you know how you've replied? What are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> not, not what I wanted. I mean, imagine. Imagine if you know you don't have to. Paxman didn't have to deal with this. We're going over to our Manchester correspondent. Uh, what are we talking about? I'll tell you what it was in relation to Al. I was talking about Alfred the Butler, who was my oh, favourite mm. character in Batman. 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 What do you say? Batman. I'm turning into Frank. I'm sitting in the chair. Batman. Batman. No, it's not Batman. That's a completely different show. Batman is an association of accountants. Batman, Batman and Young. It's Batman. Why does everyone who sits in this chair, why does their pronunciation? It's because you're short. Batman. Batman. No. I mean, we can't just do an hour of me saying Batman. You say, okay, fine. Well, I'm sorry. I don't say Robin. Um... Batman. There you go. Is that better? There you yeah. go. Alfred and Batman. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the Penguin was... Well, would you consider him the ultimate arch rival? Yes. Or would you have gone Joker? No, I'd have gone Penguin. There's something mm. more sinister about Penguin. And I think because of the persistent smell of fish around him as well, <laughs> it would have been really irritating. I mm. think... No, I'm going to go Joker. Do you know why? Mm. It's the lipstick outside the lines of the mouth. Oh, it does. Yeah, that does set you off. Oh, a bit. it sets yeah. my teeth on edge. Yeah. 
Anyway, we asked who's your arch rival and we've had some responses. We have. John Hopkins has tweeted in to say he had a shower to cool down the other day, got out, hung up my towel to dry. Hang on, I think we're going to need... Oh, no. I was. You know what? I was going to try and find some sort of sexy music oh. to play with that. But it, it says a lot that uh, Frank doesn't have any no sexy, sexy music. music. The, Frank's no. idea of sexy music is this. Well, let's try it. Okay, let's try it. So, I had a shower to cool down the other day, got out, hung my towel up to dry, walked out and heard the telltale sound of it falling on the floor. Went back in, cast it an accusatory look and said, Nice try, towel. My arch rival is a slightly damp towel. What an awful superhero. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes, that's a I'd bad I'd say his arch rival's gravity there, surely. Absolutely, Yes. Yeah, a second arch rival in there as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, Holly's tweeted in to say that her arch rival is the gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that. And Stephen rather Stephen has tweeted in to say his arch rival is the triumph, which is quite clever because it took me a minute. I was like, the triumph. The oh. triumph. Oh, he needs arc to triumph. It's the arc to yeah. triumph. Hang on, so he's allowed to say Arch de Triomphe, but when I say Batman... Batman, no! Apparently... No. That is verboten. That is absolute verboten. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You were you were discussing arch rivals moments mm. ago, Emily, and uh, regular correspondent Ian Angle has sent us a joke... Emily, surely Burger King's arch rival must be McDonald's. Oh, wow. I see what they've done there. Arch mm. right, arches. Arch the arches. Mm. I mean, I'm over explaining it. I think it's probably working without me helping it. <laughs> okay. You just um, pushed it across the line, Al. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I try. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Ian Angle. Sean's tweeted in to say his arch rival is the lightweight combo- um, combust- com- combustible bags, which would be very different, compostable bags in the veg section of the supermarket. Oh. It takes at least six turns to find which end opens and then ten minutes to actually open the thing. Stopped using them now. Oh, I guess, well, it just That's carries right. his mushrooms around by the handful. The other thing I noticed as well is you can't open those if you've got a mask on, because I have to sort of... You have to sort of slightly dampen the end of the fingers to sort of give it a little. little oh, tweet. don't, Zoe! That's my worst thing. Is it? Anyone? What? Is? what? I'll tell you what it is. Oh, I feel a bit sick talking oh, about it. I'm sorry. I, honestly, Brilliant. I felt something Just rising. Dampen me. the end of the fingers. Oh, don't! Oh, don't. don't. <laughs> it's when people. I saw someone do that when someone did that reading a paper. Oh, that I don't like. They lit their fingers. Yeah. And then re- and then flick the paper, and I think, are you a psychopath? Yes, I, yeah, you don't lick the fingers I, and then fl- flick the paper. <laughs> what, what I do is I more I, I sort of make like a chameleon and just just tong out and li- and just turn it with the <laughs> exceptionally large tong like a frog. Imagine if someone did that on the chicken or the tray. Oh, you're not you're not a uh, a finger licker newspaper person, are you? Well, we hardly ever read real newspapers anymore anyway, do we? But, yeah, I would definitely lick my fingers and sort of scrunch the paper together to turn the page. Definitely. It makes me violently ill. I just... Get over it. (laughs) I can't bear it. Anyway, people don't want to hear about my uh, curious phobias. 
do or do they? No. A twelve fifteen. <laughs> Anything else though you'd like to um, share with us? Clunk click. Their arch rival is time, which just seems really quite deep. Oh, I yeah. like that. That's quite deep, Occasionally isn't it? Occasionally we get an existential text in. Yeah. Um, Unless they mean the musical time. Possibly. When that's from the 80s. Perhaps it was... All right, don't age shame me, dear. I get enough <laughs> of that I with these young comedians. It. I think I went to see... The, was that the one with the holograms? Yes. I've been to see it. See? So I'm, Who's old now? I'm pretty old. Pretty old. <laughs> We're all old. Yeah, pretty old. But I don't have a problem with time. I think we need time. People have this yeah. idea that time doesn't exist, but it, I mean, it kind of does because I'm wearing a watch and I can see it. <laughs> this feels like, you know, on Boxing Day, they used to have those lectures from the... <laughs> <laughs> Where are they from, those lectures? <laughs> they were on, always on Boxing Day on New Year's Day and it was scientists. Yeah. And I think, do you know what? I'm going to start getting really into science and things and yeah. listen to the... Couldn't last a minute. I think I just wanted to get into science because I really like a corduroy trouser. Oh, I like a heavy corduroy. And it seems to be... It was very, When I was a kid, it was very prevalent in the science world. Al's worn some corduroy before, haven't you, Al? Oh, I love a bit of corduroy. I lo- yeah. Do you like fine or, th- or, or a thicker print? <laughs> um, no, I, I think... We'll be back I mean, I have in a second. For I'll both, leave but... these two talking about corduroy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> do you like that? Isn't it? Isn't Hello, it? everyone. This is the Frank Skinner Show. Why do I make it sound like play school? <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. Are you listening? <laughs> Al, I'd like to go over to you in Manchester, Actually, please. I'm, uh, I'm glad you've brought up play school because I've, um, I've got some international breaking news that I would like to bring to your attention. <gasps> oh, it's um, not Kim Jong. My unlikely crush, is it? No. <laughs> do you know? No, I don't know if you're aware, but there's quite a brouhaha... There's been something of a media kerfuffle about the um, the the U.S. parents are complaining that Peppa Pig is giving their kids British accents, which you'd oh. think they'd see as a bonus compared to American accents, but no. Apparently, they're not happy that kids are saying things like tomato instead of tomato, <laughs> and, um, and and using phrases like "give it a go," <laughs> and they're saying go. "mummy" instead of "mommy." Do you like the? There's a slight contempt, isn't there? I'm calling that tone contempt, uh, and I, was, I enjoy it. I was hoping for slightly stronger than slight, actually. But, yeah. I love give it a go as a British term. I love because Americans, because my 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 nieces are American, and uh, you know they, they come out with things like you know you got this, you know good job as a British oh, version. Oh, I don't like good job. I'll give it a go. You'll probably fail, but give it a go. Have a bash. Yeah. Have a bash. Can I just say, Zoe, on this show? I don't say Americans. I say the word Americans like a sort of disapproving Edwardian lady. I say the Americans. The Americans. <laughs> I, I did see this story. Now, we should say I have a slight uh, dog in the race here. Sorry right. to throw dogs in the race when we've already got pigs. But uh, full disclosure, so Morwenna Banks, Morwenna Banks, who's a, a very good friend of mine, she is the voice of Mummy Pig. Aww. So I'm biased towards in favour of this show. Do you think, I don't know if Daddy Pig is maybe a special name for her partner, David Bedell? <laughs> That's her business. That's none of my business. Uh, so I do like the show. 
I don't know why the Americans have a problem with this. No, particularly if you, whenever you go to the States and you have a British accent, they absolutely fall over themselves to... Um, can you to, get me a ticket? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Soft, aren't they? We, we lived in the States when I was a kid and uh, I had an Irish accent at that point because I'm very, God, very well travelled. She lived in the States, she lived in Scotland. Oh, Where did said, you live when she, you were a kid? Uh, and my mum tells a story of me opening the door and asking... I had, I had a very cute Irish accent at that point and this woman just like, Oh, my God! <laughs> I wish I had an accent! <laughs> <laughs> you see... <laughs> So the problem is people often talk about, oh, I tell you what, the Amer- the Americans, they love the British accent. Oh. Mm. I think the problem is I've been told that so often whenever I've gone over there, I literally expect to be, Just, I mean, put on TV the next day. Yes. I think people will be, oh, I'll have suitors lining up outside my hotel room. It never happens. I just get told, are you Australian? Yeah. That's what they say to me. <laughs> <laughs> Australian? Mm. Austra- the Australians. Yeah, so the problem was it was uh, Mommy versus Mummy, mm. the Jacob yeah. Rees-Mogg. Mm. Well, I believe he still uses that <laughs> phrase. And mm. there were some other things, weren't there? Because there Vacation, were... Vacation, holidays. Well, they were also objecting to... There was one woman, I saw one woman, I think she on TikTok, they'd been discussing this. And there was one woman who was obviously quite angry because she said I had to put out a freaking mince pie for Father Christmas, <laughs> or as we call him here in the States, Santa. <laughs> so what day did you put out yeah. that mince pie? Was it Santa Day? <laughs> Thank you very much. Turns out you're not alone with your um, finger-licking paper um, phobia. Oh, when you first started saying that, I thought you that you were offering me some sort of reassurance. <laughs> you're not alone. In a Michael Jackson way, you are not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. Come oh, on. And on the back of that, we've had a tweet. Uh, <laughs> Ros Bridges has, uh, has, has tweeted in today, I'm totally with you about the finger-licking paper page turning thing. It's vile. <laughs> if I witness it, I have to walk away. And the paper in question needs incinerating. Wow, it turned... Mm. I, th- I think what she's done there is really turned her hatred towards the sort of uh, inanimate object that is the paper rather than the person perpetrating the finger licking in the first place. I don't think the paper had really had any choice in whether it was licked in the corners or not. Well, I like Roz for two reasons. Mm. Uh, number one, she agrees with me. Mm. Number two, she's called Roz. Mm. And you don't get Roz off. You know, often the Rosamonds, they, they change it to Rosamond, these people oh, now. Okay. I absolutely uh, loathe it, as you know. But I think the thing I hate about it is it's officious. Something about it feels very officious. It feels very jobs worth. I imagine someone doing... Listen, I'm going to do it now. No, we don't have those papers here, I'm sorry. That's what they do. Oh, a little bit of a radio play there. (laughs) Wow. Savage. The Archer's Rivals. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I mean, Zoe. Yeah, on fire. It was on a bit long. That was quite a long drive. Well, yeah. I felt stiff with stress in those final beats. <laughs> Didn't know where to put myself. Anyway, meanwhile, over with uh, Pepper Pig. 
Oh yeah, I am. Um, uh, there's a there's a strange line in the article that I read um, about Peppa Pig, and it says the show was popular with the pre-kindergarten crowd before the pandemic, but it has experienced record-breaking demand since U.S. states imposed restrictions last year. Now, that surprises me because I would have thought America's reactions to restrictions would have been, you know, maybe protest or to go out and shoot guns in the air. I didn't think they'd think, God, we're really limited in what we can do. Let's watch Peppa Pig. Mm. It seems like a strange response, doesn't it? It's quite soothing, though, Peppa Pig. So I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not an expert, um, but I have dipped in and out of a few episodes, not done the full box set. Um, and it's, there's something quite calming about it. Well, it's the only cartoon I'll tolerate. Okay. I'm famously intolerant. I say famously. <laughs> about three of my friends know this. I'm I'm uh, infamously intolerant of cartoons before 7 p.m. Wow. No, no, I'm sorry, after 7 p.m. So I have a cut-off. And I was in my friend's house. And to be fair, it was their house. They had three children. I had no right to impose my cartoon phobia on them, but I did. Mm. And I said, I'm really sorry, Harvey, but... Please, can you turn off that sponge man? <laughs> I just... <laughs> he looks a bit upset and I said, I just, it's, it's like 7.30 and I just... Any cartoons after 7 o'clock, I, I can't tolerate it. Bob, hmm. Bob Pant Square Face. Sponge man. Sponge Face Man. What's he called? Bob Square Face. What's he called? Bob, Bob SpongeBob Square. SpongeBob Square Face Bob. He's the one... He's, he's got... You know which one he is. He's got... Um, he's a sponge. <laughs> well, he's got quite sort of um, pockmarked skin <laughs> mm-hmm. and two teeth and no upper body to speak of. But other than that, he's a cat. Dreamy. <laughs> I don't... Um, are your children a fan of uh, Sponge Man? I like SpongeBob. It's funny. It is quite funny. He's okay. very absorbent. OK. <laughs> well, he's got something going for him. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you like uh, Sponge Man. Am I wrong? He's not. Sp- is he ever called Sponge Man? Have I just made that up? No, SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. Well, I've been schooled on something this morning. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're talking about Peppa Pig mm. on Absolute Radio this morning. I have Zoe Lyons in the studio. I have uh, Alan Cockrell. Cochrane down the line. Are you going to do us uh, some sort of cockerel noise, Al? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if that was an actual cockerel. If the, con- the countryside woke up to, yeah, I'd, sure. I'd love it if in the Bible it said three times when the cockerel says, yeah, sure, you will deny me. <laughs> I need to update it. We were talking about Peppa Pig, specifically these catchphrases... Or just the sort of, you know, mm. the concept of American kids watching it and picking up on British phrases. Mm. Some examples were, I think they said, oh dear, mm. and how clever that their kids are. How do Americans, what do they say instead of, uh, oh dear, then? Gosh, wouldn't it? Oh, no, golly. do they say, oh, John. tarnation? Oh, darn it. Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they say? Mm. Yes, absolutely. That's very much the word. I think they say, I do declare. While fanning themselves with a handheld paper fan. Do you think my idea of America is slightly dated? It's a bit Civil War. Um, 
but they also I don't know how would you say how clever then that's uh, super smart super smart or some least smart dude oh, oh my god I mean that was really smart oh I don't know that but I like those see catchphrases I had my favourite catchphrase that I picked up from TV I think it was uh, Arthur Fonzarelli right I use his full name yes absolutely were you a fan of Arthur Fonzarelli big fan oh mm. well do you know what his catchphrases were then Al no? Okay, yeah. I'll help you. He said, eh. That was it, wasn't it? <laughs> That's literally all it was. He That's raised his thumbs and he said, eh. No, I know he had another one. Sit on it. Sit on it? Mm. Okay. Right. So I did. I Does he mean advice. to take some time to contemplate what you're thinking about there? Or, I, I yeah. don't know. We'll have to ask Henry Winkler. Mm. I'm got, not. You know, I've got my own catchphrase. <laughs> Have you? Got my own catchphrase. Is this from? Uh, is this because your TV is Zoe Lyon? Oh, I didn't want to bring that up, but you've mentioned it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a catchphrase. Um, because uh, I love I love a quiz catchphrase. I still remember Bullseye's catchphrase. Do you remember Bullseye with Jim Bowie? Stay out of the black, into the red. Nothing in this game for two in a bed. Oh, what a brilliant catchphrase! <laughs> I mean, I use that on many a day. It's, it's, like, it's, it's transferable. It is absolutely transferable. In one, um, and also look what you could have won. Look what you could have won. It was just brilliant. Again, I've you said that to many there. <laughs> Parting shot. Look what you could have won. It's a speedboat. <laughs> so we should say Zoe presents a show called Lightning. Yeah, Lightning. On which B- is a brilliant show. I absolutely love it. It's great fun. It's, and I love it. It's a quiz show, it. Al. It's a quiz show, Al. It's a quiz show. Okay. Yeah, 6.30, Al. You sort of... Uh, and it's... Uh, I'm in a shiny suit. I mean, it's it's just it's it's made for me. It is. It's made. Right. For, well, I mean, the suit is. Made and your catchphrase. You still yeah. haven't told us your catchphrase. Oh, my catchphrase is is it's because it's lightning. You've got to stay out the light. The the phrase is stay out of the light and you'll be all right. And I give it a little wink at the end as well. It's I mean, it's more cheese than the fondue. It's just. So it's stay out of the light and, and you'll, you'll be, be all right. right. That's yeah. the, that's my catchphrase. Oh, okay. No, but Zoe did it. You see, Al, this is the thing. You need a wink at the end, Al. You've got to stay out of the I light, see. wink, and you'll be all right. Oh, do you say that at the end? I don't say wink. I just, <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, in the script. Just doing I that for yeah. The radio. But, yeah. <laughs> I think if you said uh, wink at the end, I think you might get Pause the for effect. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner show. Frank's not here. I miss him so much. But the good news is, I do have friends in the building who've turned up. Well, I have one friend in the building. That's it. Uh, Zoe, the fabulous Zoe Lyon, sleeps tonight. And Alan Cockrell Cochran. Well, did you have a nickname? Oh, by the way, you can text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show by the Absolute Radio website. One of our listeners, Zoe, yes. came up with a great nickname for Al. Okay. Was it called, was it muscles, Al? Oh yeah. Just muscles. Yeah, I think it was just muscles. But you, yeah, I like to think it's tongue in cheek, Zoe. I like to think it's not Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> but you have muscles, Al. I know you. You love to. You mm. you're always mocking about with your kettlebells. So, so what's going oh, yeah. on? Is this some strange sort of Tinder exchange? <laughs> <laughs> Al, have you been mocking about with your kettlebells? What have you been up to, please? 
Uh, I haven't recently, actually. I've been laid up with um, with a little bit of uh, the virus. But oh. prior to that, I had a, um, a more gentle uh, medical uh, experience that I wanted to run past you. Oh. I, uh, is it broadcastable for 10.08 in the morning? I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure it is, okay. yeah. About, about a month ago, I thought I wasn't quite hearing as well as perhaps I usually should or did. And so I went along to uh, my local GP and said, um, um, am I right? Am I losing my hearing? What's going on? And she said that I have um, a waxy build-up. Oh. I, I have, a, I think her exact description that was that my head was one part head and nine parts Candle. wax. I don't know if um, I don't know if we've You're got like any chance uh, of Are you like ratio. Lumiere in uh, Beauty and the Beast? Uh, I wonder what's he called. Is it Lumiere? I'm looking yeah. at the uh, the producer because she's young enough to know that. I was I was very waxy. She said, um, and and she prescribed uh, olive oil drops that you drip into your ear of an evening and then you sleep with it sort of softening the wax. Olive oil. Wow. So can I just ask, sorry, was this doctor uh, in Islington by any chance? No, this was in Manchester. But okay. anyway, we, it turns out if, like, you know, our house is full of um, medical stuff just because it's two kids, two parents. There's just loads of stuff like that. So it turned out that we had some. I didn't even have to buy the the thing on the way home. I just I, I knew that we had it. So I've been doing it. I've been like putting the little pipette into my ear, um, and it does have an impact the next day. I nearly always wake up oily. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Al. <laughs> <laughs> But here's my dilemma. I've got mm. something of a dilemma because um, I've now finished the the olive oil that I had, the sort of ear olive oil that we had in the house. I've mm. finished it. Crisp but and dry. I don't think I've I don't think I've dealt with the 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 waxy berg that's between my ears. Um, and so I think I might need to buy some more. But here's my question, mm. either for you two or for the wider readership of the show. Can I just use any old olive oil, or is there a medical grade olive oil? Like <laughs> this is okay, a genuine quite, question. Um, I appreciate Can that. I, it's quite a specialist interest question, but I, mean, I I'm like assuming it. That, Can I'm I? Assuming I can't use like rosemary infused that we've got in chili oil. Well, what I no, yeah, no exactly. don't use chili oil. Hey, do you know like who that. would know the answer to this? Robbie Williams who's been in the news recently. I think he was on Instagram or Twitter. He also had a waxy build-up in his ear. I thought this was a sort of thing of myth. Is it an actual thing? No, they all get waxy build-ups, though. Oh. They all get waxy build-ups. It build just sounds so Victorian, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, they get the vapours, you yeah. see, <laughs> and then they die of a broken heart. This is what happens. Text in... Uh, is it okay? What should we call this text, Al? Is it okay to use olive oil? Oily lugs. <laughs> I apologise. Yeah, is there Frank, a medical sh- grade olive oil? <laughs> okay, let's text that in. Is there a medical grade olive oil? A twelve fifteen. on Absolute Radio. Have we had any responses to what might be one of the greatest text-ins of all time on any commercial radio station? 
Is there? Uh, I, I don't think that's overstating it. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. There. Yeah, I'm with you. Is there a medical grade olive oil? Over to um, our northern correspondent, Alan Cockrell Cochrane. Well, actually, if I say so myself, it's lit up the switchboard. Um, <laughs> Isn't it strange what people like on our show? Dogs and olive oil. That's it. Um, Sadly, there isn't um, quite a, a sort of a unanimous verdict. More they're now bickering amongst themselves in the switchboard. Um, 910 was one of the first to reply, uh, yeah, olive oil is fine, no matter what. Warm it slightly <laughs> first, much better. Ooh. Um, I love the then, use of no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and then that is followed up by 148, who says, audiologist here, uh, use Hello. the proper drops because they're sterile. Also, olive oil just tends to soften the wax prior to removal. You're best off with sodium bicarbonate drops to dissolve Ooh. it. Now, in my mind, that will just fizz up like some sort of science experiment if you pop that in your ear. Oh, you're saying yeah. that like it's a bad thing. Oh, 218 tells yeah. us I'm an advanced nurse practitioner and, yes, there is medical-grade olive oil for your lug holes. Oh, um, good use of lug holes. Yeah, and they add <laughs> that haven't that's heard that not since Andy Cap. Oh, OK. Um... Do you know, I'm learning so much this morning, Zoe. I know. I'm, I'm fascinated now. I'm just... 676 is quite concerned by what I thought was an obvious joke by me. Uh, oh. Please do not use chilli olive oil in your ears. <laughs> you could destroy the eardrum. Normal olive oil without any additives is absolutely fine. OK. So it's all on the rosemary oil. As Can well, I also just clarify? I was also joking when I... Saw, or thin. there was some de minor degree of levity when I suggested crisp and dry for the uh, for your ears mm. as well. And by the way, I'm not being paid by crisp and dry. I did mention a product. I apologise, but you know you can use what you want. Yeah, I would have thought being up north as well, just a, a knob of butter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'd have gone for. I mean, I love butter. You know, uh, just a, a softened knob of butter in the ear <laughs> we could surely do the same thing. <laughs> Oh, well, I feel I've learned so much, Al, about olive oil and ears. And I 517, yeah. Mike from Yorkshire, says, get your ears candled. Amazing. The heat draws out all the wax and they show you it. Very satisfying. Oh, <laughs> what? get your ears candled. Yeah, I've heard of this. I have heard of this. That sounds like a medieval punishment. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, I don't know how it draws it out. It's like sort of enticing a tapeworm out, it sounds like, doesn't it? Like, you know, that sort of myth thing where you sort of hold a piece of meat in front of your mouth to hold, get a tapeworm out. Maybe I've dreamt that. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'd heard about that. I didn't yeah. know whether that was an urban myth, but I think they do. They tempt it out. Tempt it. They tempt the tapeworm. <laughs> By playing violins. They tempt it. Yeah. And the tapeworm, unlike, it's not attracted by alluring dancers. Mm. It's attracted by yeah, they they hold sort of meat in front of it. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. I wouldn't I wouldn't allow that. Al, I have problems while we're on ears. Um, I have problems. Is it the the flappy fold of skin? Is it the tragus or tragus? In if you want, yeah. <laughs> That's not an answer. Is it the tragus or the tragus? Either one I've will do. I've got tragus. Okay. Tragus, um, I've got a very big tragus. And I'll give you oh, the key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Have we heard from our loyal readers? 
we have. You were discussing earlier how much you dislike people who lick their fingers to um, <laughs> open the pages of a newspaper. Any paper. Anyone who um, licks their fingers on paper is not in my life anymore after that well, point. I think 413 has taken your dislike um, and raised you with a, a, a quite um, spooky anecdote. Here we go. Uh, there was an old oh, hang man. On, I wanna, hang on, I want to try and find some spooky music. I mean, spooky is the wrong word, but well, let's go is with it. it. Okay, I, you know what? Troubling, I troubling anecdotes. Okay, let's go for this for troubling anecdote. <laughs> okay, town crier. Troubling anecdotes. There was an old man that worked in our local deli and before he picked up the number of slices of meat for you, he would lick his fingers. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my no. doors. That is astonishing. No, no, no. Everybody knows you pick it up with your teeth. Oh! <laughs> oh, why did he do that? Oh! Do you know what? I'll still take that over paper. Would you? <laughs> yeah, 100 Licked ham slice. <laughs> I'm not saying I would request the licked ham slice. I'm just saying no. the paper is infinitely more disgusting to me. There's something officious. There's something horrible about it. OK, thank oh. you for your contribution. Oh, that's... Oh, Al, that's really... Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so British, though, I'd still take it and probably still eat it. Yes, you would. Mm -hmm. I would. I'd be. Yeah. I. Yeah. I would. I would absolutely take. I'd be like, thank you so much for licking my meat. <laughs> and I would take that home and eat Well, it. I would do the same, though. But I'd add um, maybe seventeen percent more passive aggression. Yeah. So I'd say thank you so much. <laughs> I think Al. I, th I think Al. I think you'd be okay with it, Al. Depends how much it oh, costs, I, really, wouldn't it? So I once. Um, I once ate a cheeseburger that, as I arrived, it was at a football match, and I was buying it from like a. a burger van stall thing yes a vendor <laughs> and as I arrived to order my cheeseburger this woman sneezed into her hands I ordered the cheeseburger assuming oh, oh she'll wash her hands and Phew. she just served me the cheeseburger oh. <laughs> and uh, and I ate it yeah I mean see, we that's get... gross isn't it yeah <laughs> Yeah. I love that. That's the great punchline. And I ate it. <laughs> yeah. I would like to change the subject briefly. Well, yes, I'm sure you would like to erase that from your memory. I want to discuss some footage I saw this week. It was from the Disney parade at Disney World. Mm. Have either of you ever been to Disney World? No. Alan? No, I haven't. Okay. Too I've dear. been to pretty much every Disney. I don't want to boast. Have you? Yeah. Do you like a bit of Disney? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I know that seems a bit weird as a woman who forgot to have children in the uh, the Middle Ages. I think it's fair to say the medieval time of my life. But I I went when I was a child. My parents would take me. I don't know why. Um, I think I think I went probably around the time it first opened. That's how old I am. Um, but this woman turned up at the Disney parade um, in Disney World. And I don't know, you've obviously never been present at these things, you two. But they're very wholesome, joyful events. It's basically actors dressed as the characters, wandering around, interacting with people. Mm -hmm. I, I say that. I once actually got traumatised at a theme park. I think I was in, was it Disney World? It was one of them with uh, 
the popular TV presenter Jonathan Ross and I told him that I'd always had a bit of a thing for Chewbacca mm. when I was younger. He was just, I just, I mean, I liked him as a character and I, I suppose I had a slight crush, a bit inappropriate. I had a bit of a crush on him. Jonathan shouted out to the actor dressed as Chewbacca, Oi, my mate fancies you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so humiliated. But, you know, I still got his number. We were over in Disney World mm. at the Disney Parade and there was a woman watching the parade. I guess she was in her 20s. Yeah. It's okay, being in your 20s. At Disney World? Yeah, what, what do you think of that? I mean, we wouldn't be friends, but, you know, I'm not here to judge. Um, <laughs> it would be a very short conversation. I was in Disney World, were you? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to lick some ham. <laughs> um, she, this woman shouted out, and her, fel- her friend had filmed her. She shouted out to the Beauty of the Beast, Beauty and the Beast character Gaston. Uh, Gaston? No, no, no. We, no, we're not doing this again. What? We've had Batman. Gas- Gaston. It's Gaston. It's not. It? Don't try. No, Why no, are you no, doing had, that? Had, Gaston. We've had Batman, which is not a thing. Which we discovered, and it's not Gaston. Why am I turning into Frank Skinner? Eight, twelve, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Also, Gaston. Gaston. No, because I wouldn't say, "Oh, I like your Aston Martin." No, but would you say chorizo? You see, <laughs> that's what British people do. I'll have some of that Spanish chorizo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or sausage, yeah, the chorizo. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, but. I would say, okay, listen, I'll go over to your side. Gaston. Mm. Yeah. By the way, if you want me to, Gaston, if you want me to give you the, the French pronunciation, maybe learn to speak the lingo. <laughs> I've seen that movie. He's American. Okay. I'm going to set in some French provincial village and no one's French. I think the candlestick. That's it. Mm. Anyway. Um, this woman shouts out, she sort of shouts out in a quite a sweet way. She says to Gaston, Gaston Hey, Gaston, my boyfriend just left me. Will you marry me? Does she say marry me? Something like that. Or would you go out with Will me or something like that? Yeah. Will you go out with me? Yeah. What does Gaston... What does he say, so? Well, he's very... He, well, he's gone very method here in his... <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely sticking to role and um, puts it down quite... I would say rather harshly by saying, I'm looking for the prettiest woman in town. And her face just plummets. It's... Uh, he said, what I don't yeah. like but is he says, sorry. Sorry, I'm looking for the prettiest Man, lady in town. But, I mean, he's, he's stuck to character. Good for him, you know. You yeah. say good for him. What would you say if a man dressed as Baloo squatted and went to the bathroom in the middle of the parade? Again, I'd be like, you know, they're committing to the role. A lot of actors, this is their first time, you know, it's their first, it's their first rodeo. Um, and um, a lot of them will be thinking, I'm Gaston now, every day on the hour between 12 and 8 p.m. in Disneyland world. But, you know, who knows where this could lead? 
this this could lead somewhere. This could be, you know. I, I appreciate the character integrity, Al, as Zoe says, but you've got to have some flexibility. Like I say, you can't have Donald Dark. What he doesn't wander around in a cropped jacket, naked. Uh, you know, he presumably. He respects the fact that you can stick within character and do what the character would do, but, you know, one has to respect the fact that there's a human audience there. Over to Alan in Manchester. I just think she's lucky that uh, that's all he said, rather than, (laughs) you're coming across as a bit desperate, love. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with being desperate, Alan. Back in a minute. We are discussing Beauty and the Beast, Mm -hmm. specifically a Disney parade, which all went a bit wrong when I call him Gaston. Apparently he's called Gaston. Gaston. He, the man playing Gaston, uh, responded to a woman in the crowd. Uh, we, We think he stuck a little bit too much to the integrity of the character, didn't we? I think he did her a favour uh, when he turned her down. Because imagine if he'd said, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll go out with you. And then she has to go out with a guy with plastic hair. <laughs> well, I've done it, Al. Like when she meets her mum and dad, like, oh, yeah, this is Gaston. Because she didn't ask the actor out, she asked Gaston out. It's true. And then she's going to the cinema and he's there in his stupid costume. And she's like, oh, actually, I wish I'd asked a person out rather than a character at Disneyland. Also, Al. He did her a favour. Also, I suspect the costume, they don't bear close scrutiny. I mean, I don't want to go into details about how I might know this, but it's very nylon close up, those Disney costumes. Yeah, they they hold a smell. I know, don't they? Mm -hmm. They do, you know, and if he's, he'll be, you know, if he's been gastoning it about all day, he'll be, there'll be an aroma. (laughs) I don't know. Sure, if it's a verb, Gastoning about, but like well, it is yeah, now. Gaston swagger. Yeah. But also, he doesn't. But Gaston doesn't have evening wear range, <laughs> to my knowledge. I mean, what does he no. do? No, it's full day wear, um, horse riding gear, isn't it? Really, sort of a heavy boot. I would call and it. Uh, what would you call it? I would call it a medieval tabard. Almost a yeah, nylon up to date fabric. I've got to say what I would have done if I was that said lady. Mm. I mean, she let it slide and she reacted in, I thought, Al, with a certain amount of dignity. She went, Have I just been roasted? Yeah, she, the, the, the amount of dignity you can have after asking out Gaston, which I think your dignity is already pretty, pretty gone, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I would have done? What? Oh, I'll tell you. I wouldn't have... I'm afraid I wouldn't have let that slide. <laughs> I would have... Uh, does that surprise... Scratched his eyes out. <laughs> no. I would have sat on it for possibly 24 hours mm. and and given it some quite dark thinking time. And then I would have paid David Gandhi mm. to come with me. I don't care what it cost... I yeah. don't care what he would charge. I would have paid David Gandhi to come with me regardless of the price as my date. I would have insisted he wore the white Dolce & Gabbana pants. Yeah. And I would have stood there with my arms folded. I would have forced David, paid him extra to put his arms around me, pretending he was my date. And I just would have said, um, how do you like these apples? That's <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Who's the best looking man in town now? 
What do you think of that revenge plan, Al? That's a good one. Oh, well, he doesn't sound convinced. Well, I think bankrupt you, but no, I was. <laughs> it'd be a very happy moment. <laughs> well, it would for me. Less so for David Gandhi. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all I would say is that I think I felt sorry for this woman. I just think that that Gaston man needs to calm it down a bit, dial it down, Gaston. Okay. Okay. Did she then move on to the um, Seven Dwarves? Just everyone numbers. the postman out. She's dopey. <laughs> She's getting really desperate. Yeah. It's going to be. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Pinocchio next. Uh, Jiminy Cricket. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up soon, and I could talk to you both all day. I've really enjoyed it this morning. It's been super. We've loved having you, Zoe. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you so much, Al. You can go back to your grappling now. Buy some olive oil. (laughs) Go and buy your olive oil. Um, Thank you so much as well for joining us this morning. Wonderful Frank will be back next week. Be seeing you. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.